everyone, this is Sydney Munson from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Ana Briones from the Universidad Autónoma de Madrid. She recently joined us for the seventh webinar in the Cardiovascular Connection Series, a joint webinar series brought to you by Inside Scientific, the American Physiological Society, and the European Council for Cardiovascular Research. Her presentation focused on her research investigating the effects and potential therapeutic targets of excessive inflammation and vascular damage in hypertension. Let's jump in. Our first question here, this was submitted earlier on in your presentation. They asked, what method was used to measure blood pressure? We used a tail calf plethysmography, which uh, we know is not the standard method for blood pressure measurements, but we don't have access to telemetry, which would be uh, ideal. So that was a tail calf. Perfect. I think that is... That is very commonly used. Yeah. Telemetry requires surgery, so tail cuff, yeah. I know, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't have for that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, our next question, they said, great presentation. If RVD2 did not decrease blood pressure, but it improved vascular relaxation and endothelium dependent, what about vascular contraction? My guess is that RVD2 did not improve vascular contraction. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Hi, Camila. Yes, uh, this is true. Therapeutic resolving D2 administration produced some effects, but not all the effects as compared to the preventive administration. And also we found some differences in terms of aorta and small mesenteric artery. So in this case, it did not prevent hypercontractility. That is true. We don't know exactly why this is like that. Of course, not the vasodilator or vasoconstrictor factors involved in contraction and relaxation in aorta and small arteries might be a bit uh, different. And also, our feeling is that maybe we are a bit tight in the time that we gave resolving the two once hypertension was established. So maybe we would need to increase a bit uh, more the uh, administration of resolving two once the hypertension is already established and the vascular damage is there, and we may see more effects. But in this case, uh, you are right, no best contraction, no better contraction. Thank you. Perfect. Great response. That makes a lot of sense. Our next one here asks, have you ever thought to use the LDLR knockout mouse fed with a high-fat diet to see the rescue effect of RVD2 in atherosclerosis? Yeah. Hi, Nicolo. We haven't done experiments in a model of atherosclerosis, but there are other investigators who have done that using a number of different approaches. They have given resolving D2 or some other resolvings in, in these models of atherosclerosis, or they have also used knockout mice or, or knocking mice for different SPM receptors. Also, this uh, model of LDL receptor knockouts or APOE knockout mice, when infused with angiotensin 2, they are a very commonly used model of abdominal aortic aneurysms. And in this case, there are also several reports suggesting that some resolvings, such as resolving D2, might prevent the uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm formation in this specific model. 
We are now focusing on hypertension, but there are evidence suggesting that they are also protective in atherosclerosis. Yeah, clearly. Great. Okay. Dieter asked, did you assess, for example, aortic diameter in vivo or link pressure measurements to vascular stiffness assessed with imaging? No, no, we haven't done. We just did uh, vascular stiffness measurements in small arteries with a pressure myograph, but we were, we haven't been able to do yet the measurements of uh, vascular stiffness in vivo. That's uh, something that we will, uh, we would like to do clearly, but uh, we haven't been able to do it. Mm. Yeah, maybe a future option. <laughs> I, I um, hope so. Yeah, we need special yeah. equipment for that. So we, we don't, we don't have that. Hmm. I'm sure that's something a a lot of researchers can relate to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Jennifer said, very interesting work. Thank you so much for your presentation. Do females have higher pro-resolve in lipid mediators? Yeah. Very interesting question. I don't know. I don't know. I think I can say, but that is really very important and very interesting. Thank you for highlighting. Most of the studies done, at least in the vascular, with SPMs in the in cardiovascular diseases, have been done in males. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe in, in terms of works done for look at the effects of SPMs in infections, there might be some studies, but at least in cardiovascular, they have been done in, in, in males. But definitely that would be very important to look at. Thank you. Yeah, I think I've heard that a lot, that mostly male male mice, male rats are studied. So that's something I think that's becoming bigger nowadays, at least in studies, incorporating more female models. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Our next question here is, could you comment on the minimum time for vascular remodeling to happen from acute injury? Does it vary from vasculature to vasculature? Yeah, that depends on the type of vascular injury. In hypertension, what I can tell you is that and you tend into infusion remodels the artery in seven days. We haven't done a study before seven days. There are other methods or other models of vascular injury, for example, a wire injury or ballon-induced injury, which are more aggressive than angiotensin to infusion in terms of producing vascular remodeling. I am not, I don't remember exactly how much does it take, but I think it's probably quite uh, short, also a few days, probably. But it's more the type of remodeling that every injury also does, with some being more associated with vascular muscle cell proliferation, for example, like the wire injury or the balloon induced injury. And angiotensin to induce hypertension is kind of different. No so much changes in vascular smooth muscle cell number. Great response. Thank you. Let's jump into this next question. Did you find any changes in the heart during the model of hypertension? Yeah, we we found protection of cardiac dysfunction and also uh, hypertrophy and fibrosis and also apoptosis, although I did not show this data here, both in the prevention model and also in the regression model. So the heart seems to be really sensitive uh, to the beneficial effects of resolving B2. Perfect. And also it changes the level of SPMs as you, as you so indicating that uh, resolving D2 really is acting quite a lot in the, in the heart. Right. Okay. 
Meredith asked, in your mouse models of hypertension, is there any evidence that the vascular remodeling slash stiffness can be reversed? Or is this permanent damage? I don't know if the question regards to uh, the effects of resolving D2 or in general. In our case, the resolving D2 uh, regressed the vascular remodeling, but did not regress the vascular stiffness. That was what we found. There are other therapies that clearly reverse uh, vascular remodeling and stiffness in, in hypertension. But in our specific model, it reversed at least during these seven days of, of resolving D2 administration, reversed the remodeling, but not yet, maybe, the augmented stiffness. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Thank you. Okay. Let's squeeze in our last question here. Mark asked you, did RVD2 treatment attenuate aortic AT1R or increase ACE2? We haven't measured. We don't know. No, we haven't measured any effects of resolving D2 in, uh, in AT, AT1 or 2 or, or ACE enzymes. No, that's, uh, we haven't done. We, we maybe should do it. Thank you. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers, just like you, answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.